Hello, everybody. Uh, good to Maid. I hope everybody is enjoying this yeah, unique Pesach that we're having as best as they can and seeing the special qualities that it has um, to be able to really bond with family. And there's a certain closeness, I think, that we've all been able to, ve- to develop with HaKadosh Baruch Hu during this time, even though we're davening B'Yechidus, which has its disadvantages. It has some certain advantages as well. So I hope we can all make the most of it and grow from this this time and situation that we're in, especially with the climate around us and um, the inspiring year of Shemayim. Hopefully we can still hold on to our Simcha as best as, as most as much as we feel together with the rest of Kali Yisrael, we can, a Jew is somehow expected to balance conflicting emotions at the same time. Simcha and Tsar for the people suffering and Simcha because of Simcha Yantav and Simcha for the people that Baruch Hashem have recovered and have gone home. Somehow Hashem expects us to be able to do both and we have to try our best to do so. <clears throat> and that's also something that makes this Yanta very unique. So let's uh, talk about <clears throat> the halachas of Chalamayid. So there's um, obviously many, many different halachas. I'm going to try to you know, cover the basics of, of, of many of them. There is, what we're going to try to cover is, obviously we'll start with laundry and um, cutting hair and nails. And uh, then we'll move on to shopping, so something which is very relevant these days. <clears throat> and then we'll talk about home repairs and various different buildings and car repairs and et cetera, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll talk about um, buying and selling, and then we'll talk about writing and painting and crafts. So let's begin with laundry. Hazal prohibited doing laundry in Chalamayid. And even though essentially doing laundry sh- is something that should be permitted in Chalamayid, I mean, we need the clothing for Yantiv or we need the clothing for Chalamayid, the reason why they, prevent, they uh, prohibited it is because people were not necessarily so different than now, but people were very, very busy and they were working very, very hard before uh, Yantiv. And they weren't going to be working in Chalamayid because you're not allowed to work in Chalamayid. So the, they were worried that they'll leave they'll delay the, the cleaning of clothing till Chalamayid so that that's when they have time. And what will end up happening is they won't have clean clothing for Yantav. It'll be a design for Yantav. It won't be a covered for Yantav. They won't have properly clean clothing. So they prohibited doing laundry in Chalamayid in order that everybody should ensure they have clean clothing for Yantav. That's why they prohibited it, but the fact is it is now prohibited. So even... Um, and, and they really, uh, once this was the fact, they, they prohibited it across the board. So let's say you did clean all your clothing before Yantav, but then it got dirty on Yantav. What are you supposed to do, right? You did everything you can. You, you, were good, you were a good person. You cleaned your clothing in advance. But Chazal, once, this is almost always the case, that once they make something an Isser, they don't make exceptions in, based on every person's individual case because then the whole halacha would collapse. So... They disallowed it, and it's not allowed to be done even 
through a non-Jew. It's always like that. If something's not allowed, it's generally not allowed to be done through a non-Jew. So you can't do laundry on Chalamoid, even if you did it right before Yantiv, and you can't do it through a non-Jew either. Now, they did make certain exceptions to the rule. Children's clothing may be laundered. That they did allow because that they put in a separate category as things that just constantly get dirty. So things that constantly get dirty, they said if they understand that that's something that you know can't doesn't help to clean it before yantiv, so you can clean it on yantiv too. So therefore, children's clothing may be laundried. Then obviously you should try to make sure you have sufficient clothing to for them to last them through yantiv, but very often that's impossible, and it's allowed. Now, what age? Up to what age is are they considered children? The custom is to be lenient till about 12. Now, even though you're doing a load for your children, you are still not allowed allowed to add an adult's clothing to the machine, because this is it, it's it's a uh, it's it's not the pushing of the button that's the issue here. You can't launder adult clothing. <clears throat> now, there are in adult clothing as well. There are some exceptions. Um, you can wash. Um, uh, stockings, because really those technically can just be washed with soaking in water, so that can be washed. Um, underwear, which basically you're not really going to be able to buy on Chalamai, let's say, like shells and things like that. If you run out of that, you can be lenient with that as well. But typical uh, undergarments, if you, if you run out for whatever reason, you should really buy if possible. Now, it's not always in this current climate, it's, that might be very difficult. So if it's impossible to buy and you really ran out of underwear, you can generally be lenient. You should consult a Rav. But uh, if there is an option to buy, then that you are allowed to do. And that's what you should do. If, one, if a person has only one suit or all their suits and, or dresses became stained and unwearable, you are allowed to give one in to be dry cleaned or washed, lekavajantiv. Um, spat cleaning is always permitted. So if you got a spat and uh, you can, you know, just wash that out, even with soap or whatever, uh, spraying it, that's allowed. And in addition, if something gets stained and you're worried that it'll get ruined unless you soak it or do some basic cleaning to it, that's permitted because it's a davar avid. <clears throat> if it will get ruined without dry cleaning or laundering, then you can do that too, because again, the Tadabra, but something that will get ruined will get lost. You'll have a loss of, of uh, money, so then you are allowed to do the washing just for that sake. Drawing clothing is always permitted. Ironing is permitted, uh, unless it's something which requires special skill, like making pleats. But typical ironing, just to get out the, the, the wrinkles, is allowed. Washing tablecloths, linen, and towels are also included in the zisser. However, <coughs> many times, as typical of Yantiv, you simply don't have enough dish towels to last you through the Yantiv, so that is a situation where you can wash the dish towels. Uh, now, in a typical year, I would say that if you had a huge amount of company and you don't have any clean linen, and you're going to, need, you're going to have new, a lot, new company on the second days of Yantiv, you'd be allowed to wash the linen, but Unfortunately, this year, that's a question which is not relevant. So unless your linen got soiled, which like would be in the case of a child, you know, they just soiled the linen, then that's like children's clothing. You can wash that as well, but otherwise, it should not be an issue this year, washing um, linen. Polishing shoes is allowed. Brushing hats is also allowed. So that basically sums up the 
laundry, the question of laundry. Let's move on to cutting hair and cutting nails. This, these are also prohibited on Chalamite for the same reason that laundry is prohibited. Chazal wanted to ensure that everybody gets their hair cuts before Yantiv and cuts their nails before Yantiv so that you come into Yantiv looking uh, the way you should, you know, looking put together. And even if someone shaves daily, it's, it is prohibited on Chalamite. If someone's going into work, that's a different story. Again, not, unfortunately not so relevant this year. But uh, again, when someone needs to shave to go into work, they uh, either know what they've been doing the past years or they can call a rub and uh, determine whether they are, they are allowed to shave or not. This doesn't make a difference if you have a non-Jewish barber or not. And, but this iser really only applies to here on the head or a beard. That's the kind of hair that you're not allowed to cut on chalamite. Body hair may be trimmed or shaved. Eyebrows may be tweezed. Um, washing and combing hair is permitted even though it pulls out hair. Um, working on a shaitel is different than cutting hair. That, that's a different discussion. We'll get to that in a second. Um, if someone has their shalom gets lice, or there's another medical need, then hair may be cut. Now, nail cu- uh, cutting is interesting. It's more lenient than hair cutting. Nail cutting actually depends if you did it Aravyantiv or not. If you cut your nails Aravyantiv, and Aravyantiv doesn't have to mean the day of Aravyantiv. It means, like, let's say you cut it the day before Aravyantiv, and there was therefore no need to cut them Aravyantiv. That's the same thing. So if you cut it within a day or two or three before Yantiv, and you were cutting them, you know, look covered Yantiv, that was going to be how you were going to cut them for Yantiv, and it came every Yantiv, there's no need to cut them, then you are allowed to cut them again on Chalamite. But if you didn't cut it every Yantiv, then you're not allowed to cut on Chalamite, right? So here's where actually it does depend on whether you went, made the effort to try to be ready for Yantiv. So just by nails, the only time this applies. If you made that effort to be ready for Yantiv and you cut your nails, so that they look nice on Yantiv, you're allowed to cut it again on Chalamite if the need arises. But if you didn't cut the Merav Yantiv, then you can't. Now, if you, let's say, wanted to cut the Merav Yantiv, you planned to cut the Merav Yantiv, but an unplanned situation prevented you from doing so. You're too busy, you wanted to go uh, to get your nails done, and you couldn't, so then you, um, then that's, that's an inus, and then you actually could do it on, on Chalamite as well. As far as mikveh prep, that you can do whatever you need to uh, prepare for the mikvah. Let's now talk about shopping. Shopping can only be done on Chalamite for something that you need and will use on Chalamite or on Yantiv. So now, if you order something before Yantiv and it arrives in Yantiv or Chalamite, that's no problem. But you can't order something on Chalamite, although it'll arrive after Yantiv, and you're not only going to get it after Yantiv, you can't make that order on Chalamite and have your credit card charged. Now, if the item is on a special sale, so even though you're not going to be using it on Chalamite, but perhaps you want to buy it because it's Dabra Avid, like the sale is going to go away, and now is your only time to purchase it and benefit from this sale. And it's a question of loss. So this depends, because sometimes the sale is true. It's a sale, but what's the big difference in price? Maybe you're just saving $5 or $10. That doesn't really qualify as a Dabra Avid, unless, obviously, you're buying 30, 30 pieces, you know, than it is. But if all you're saving is a few dollars, that doesn't really qualify as a Dabra Avid. Now, it's hard to give exact qualification for Dabra Avid. I'll just give you an example. Let's say you're buying an expensive electronic item, uh, and it's 50 to to $100 off, and it's a 
And it's an unusual sale. It's not like it goes on sale every other week. It's going on sale now, and that's something special. So that would be a davar of it. That's a significant amount of money. But again, if it's just a small amount of money, then you should rather not buy it. Now, uh, there's another kind of davar of it, which doesn't have to do with money, and that's simply because it's an item which is hard to get or hard to find. And it becomes available now. That also qualifies as davar of it. Again, I think it's only really if it's something of note, not like just a pair of socks. But if it's something that you want and you're trying to get and it only becomes available now, that's a Dabravit. So to summarize, shopping can only be done on Chalamayid. If it's something that you're actually going to use on Chalamayid and you can use on Yantiv, you're going to go to the store, buy some clothing you need or some item that you need, a toy, anything, that you're actually going to use on Chalamayid and Yantiv, that's fine. That can be done. You're going to order something and it'll only come afterwards or you totally or even if it will come on Chalamite, but you're just not going to use it, it's not something you need for Chalamite, you can't do that. The only exception is if it's on a special sale where the savings are significant, or if it's, on a, it's simply available, and typically it's just not available. Those are two situations where you would be allowed to buy a Chalamite. Now let's move on to um, home repairs and buildings. So the rule, now I'll just give you the overview over here. The rule on Chalamite is as follows. There are two kinds of things that you can do on Chalam, that, that are, can be done on Chalamite. And one is called a Maise Hedget, and one is called a Maise Uman. Maise Hedget means something that even non-skilled, non-trained people can do. That's a Maise of a Hedget. Someone who has no skill, no training, is not a professional, he can do it as well. It's a Mulacha, it's building, it's assembling, it's a Makaba Patches, certainly something you're not allowed to do on Yanta, certainly something you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. However, it does not require great skill. That's one kind of thing. Then there's something which is a Maisa Uman. It does require skill. It does require special training to perform. A mechanic is an Uman, a plumber, an electrician. These people are Umans. What they do is require special skill and special training. Their average Joe can't do it. And that has its own special halacha. Now we're going to classify each one. And it's important to realize that in these halachas, it doesn't make a difference if the person doing the work is a Jew or a non-Jew. If you can't do it, a non-Jew can't do it as well. Chalmayit is equivalent to Shabbos and Yantav when it comes to these kind of things. If you can't do it, you can't have a non-Jew do it either. So here's the rule. If it's a Maisa Hedget, if it's something which doesn't require any special skill, so then it's allowed on Chalmayit. But it's only allowed if it's a Tzarek If it's something you're going to use on Chalmayit or Yantav. You can't just do Mulacha. You can't just build something, assemble something on Chalmayit because you have time. It can only be done if you can actually use it on Chalamite and you actually make use of it over Chalamite or Yantip. But if it's a Maisa Uman, if it's something which requires special skills, training to perform, then it can't be done on Chalamite even if you need it on Chalamite. It can only be done if it's a Dabra Aved, if the person is saving you from significant loss. And if they are saving you from significant loss, and this obviously applies to everything, my idea as well, but if they are saving you to significant loss, then that can be done even though you don't need it for Chalamite. It's simply, you're, 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 the reason why you're doing it is to save you from loss, save you from losing money, and therefore that's allowed regardless of whether you need it on Chalamite or not. The need is not to lose money. So if it's a mindset, but if it's something which requires special skill, the only way it's allowed is if what we're talking about is a Dabra Avid, you're going to lose money. Let me give you a couple of examples. Your heat breaks down, right? Something which unfortunately happened to uh, some people over this yantiv. So it requires a professional to repair it. So even though the worker and company are non-Jews, that wouldn't, be, that wouldn't permit you to employ them, even a Chalmite. But this is obviously a Dabra Avid. A cold house makes your house unusable. So therefore it's permitted. 
if your freezer breaks, even if the food you need for Yantiv, perhaps you have an option, you can stick it in the freezer on top of your fridge. But you have a lot of other things in your freezer. You have frozen meats, frozen chicken, which you are going to be using after Yantiv. And if your freezer breaks, you're going to lose all that food. And that's a double harvest. So you can call a repairman to fix it, although it's a mice woman, and although you don't need a Yantiv, because of the double harvest. You can have him fix your freezer. If your car breaks down, a mechanic is certainly an uman. And it's certainly something which requires special skill. Again, even if he's a non-Jew, you can only employ him if you really need your car and not having your car is going to cause you to lose money. You have to get to work. You have to get to work the day after Yantiv. That's also fine. That's a, that's a, that, that's a Dabra Avid. But let's say you're really fine without your car for now, especially this year, right, where we're not going around too much. And certainly if you have a second car, but you just want it fixed, you know, just in case. You, want to, you don't want to, have, you want to have your second car fixed. That has to be left for after Yantiv. Changing a flat tire with a spare, that's a nice hedget. Anybody can do that. So as long as you're going to be there, you don't have to be a Dabra Avid. Just as long as you're using the car, as long as you're still using the car over Chalamite, you're allowed to um, change the tire for the spare and uh, continue using it. But if the whole purpose why, why you're changing the tire for the spare is because you want to bring it to the mechanic, so then you have to go back to rule number one. It's only allowed if if it's a Dabra Avid and you have, uh, you're allowed to bring it to the mechanic, right? So you can change the spare, the tire for the spare if you're going to still be using your car and, you know, still going shopping or whatever it is, you know, buying food, whatever it is you can use your car for, it's a nice head it, as long as it's a terachantiv, no problem. But if it's not a terachantiv, then even that you can't do. Let's uh, talk about some more nice hedges. You have a minor repair that needs to be done in your house. You can do it yourself. You have to hire someone to do it. That's a nice hedget. So as long as it's a terachamayid, as long as it's something which is you need, you need for yantiv v'chalamayid, it's permitted. For example, I was asked, that someone ordered before you have a trampoline or a swing, and it's arriving on Chalamite. So this is something which is designed in a way that the customer can follow instructions and assemble it. Archaea furniture, it's easy to assemble. Or, you know, it, doesn't, it, might be, it might take time, it might take a long time to do it, but it's designed in a way that you don't need any special skill. You could just follow instructions and do it. So therefore, it's a nice hedget even if you hire someone to do it for you. And since you, and as long as you'll be using it on Yantiv or on Chalamite, it's permitted. Let's say, you know, an interesting case is someone just asked me is installing shades. Are you allowed to put up shades? So that's a nice hedget. It doesn't require any special skill to put up, skill, to put up shades. Anyone can do it. Follow instructions. But that's something which is debatable if we can call it a tzarechyantiv. Sometimes if you don't have shades, you know, you can't use the room because of lack of privacy or because of the sun. So then that would be a tzarechyantiv. But if it's just being done to beautify the room, that's better to delay after Yantiv. Now, certain repairs might be difficult to do without instruction. But let's say you Google it or you watch a video, and then you are able to do it on your own. So it's hard to know whether we can call that a Maise Hedjit or a Maise Uman, because this is really, I think this is the measuring stick. If the task is something which really does require skill, requires a person to be skilled in whatever it is. Let me give you an example. Replacing an iPhone part. So you can watch an iPhone, a, a, a video. Now you know how to replace that part, but you only really can do it if you have the skill that it requires to take apart a phone and put it back together. So you just needed the knowledge. So it's really a Maisa Uman. It's really something which is, requires skill. So even though you just learned how to do it, it's because you have the general skill of doing something like that, and therefore it would only be allowed, again, if it's a Dabra Avid. Since it's a Maisa Uman, even though you just learned how to do it, 
it would be still considered a Maisa Uman and it would only be allowed if there's a loss of money. Uh, it, it, there's a question of a loss of money. But if it really doesn't require any skill, it's just a question, you just didn't know how to do it and you learned how to do it, then it's a Maisa Hedjit and it's allowed, again, as long as it will be used over Yantif. Alterations in clothing are summed up in the same way. Sewing on a button is a Maisa Hedjit and as long as you need a free Yantif, you can sew it on. Making a ham, other such repairs do require a tailor uh, or a seamstress and require skill and training, and that's not allowed unless it's a Dabra Avid of some sort. There are many, many points to this halacha, which are relevant to people who have employees or their own properties and so on and so forth. So I just tried to give a basic idea, which uh, the common cases, people should know what to do, but once it gets complicated, obviously you need to consult with a rub. Each case will have its own halacha. Let's talk a little bit about buying and selling. If someone has a business of buying and selling on online websites, uh, a rav should be consulted as to how it's permitted and in what case it's complicated. There are many hatarim, but it's important to know when it's allowed and when it's not. Likewise, buying and selling stocks, even automatically, can't be done on Chalamoid, except in specific instances. So here, too, a rav should be consulted. Returning items that were purchased before Chalamite, or, or on Chalamite, regardless. We want to return the item. So it's only re- permitted if the time will run out after Yantiv. Let's say you bought something from Amazon. They have a 30-day policy of return. And if you wait until after Yantiv, you're going to lose the opportunity, so you can do that on Chalamite. Otherwise, returns should wait until after Chalamite. Lending or borrowing money with interest, for, you know, if you're lending and borrowing money for free, that can be done a chalamite. But if you, you're lending or borrowing money with interest, that is something uh, that should be, that's like business, that should be avoided on chalamite unless it's necessary. But there are many situations which make it allowed, like you're going to le- lose a certain rate, then you're allowed, the person you're collecting from won't be easily available. Um, after Yantiv or may not have the money anymore, it's allowed. Many, many, many of these cases have their own ethereum, and again, um, a rub should be consulted uh, in each specific case. Paying bills generally is not a question of um, doing business, just a question of making sure you don't lose more money. They don't, they, they don't fine you, so paying bills can, can be done on Chalamite, and certainly if you are worried that you're going to forget to do it if you don't do it on Chalamite, like when you have a specific um, time of the month that you do it, so you can do that on Chalamite. Let's talk about writing and painting and crafts. So writing, painting, and crafts fall into the same discussion as we talked before of Maisa Hedjit and Maisa Uman. It depends if it's a, something anybody could do or something which requires skill. Sometimes writing or painting takes special skill. For example, a cipher. Writing a cipher Tyra is something which requires a special skill. It's a Maisa Uman. It can't be done a Chalamite unless there's an urgent need. But typical writing is a Maisa Hedjit. It's something anybody can do, and it can be done as long as there's a Tzarek as long as there's some reason why you're doing it on Chalamite, certainly if it's a Dabar Havit. So let's give some examples. Writing and painting for pleasure on Chalamite, project or anything like that, is permitted. Because it's not a Maisa um, Uman, it's not something you need to be a professional for. It's a Maisa Hedjit, and you're entertaining yourself Chalamite by doing it, so that's allowed making crafts, same thing. But um, if you are a professional artist and you are designing something or you're painting a painting which only a, a, a skilled artist can do, 
or you're doing calligraphy, which is something which requires skill, all that can't be done because the Maisa Uman, unless it would be a Dabra Avid, whatever the situation might be. But typically, that can't be done because the Maisa Uman. If you're writing simply not to forget important information, so even though that might not be something you need on Chalamay, but you're writing it because you're taking notes on a class you, you heard or you need to write down what you owe or what you, uh, you, you know, any kind of these uh, calculations, you're allowed to write that down in order not to forget the information. That's allowed because that's a double of it. But the truth is that most people these days don't really write. They type on a computer or some other electronic device. And typing on a computer is not considered writing at all. And you don't have to make any of the above, um, you don't have to take any of the above into account and that will be allowed regardless. It's, not, it's simply not considered writing and that's, that's permitted. So let's see if we can make a quick summary of everything we talked about over here. We talked about doing laundry and basically we said that laundry for adults can't be done on Chalamoid uh, with the exception of if all your suits are, or dresses get dirty, you can clean one. Children's clothing and linen, etc., can be laundered and um, hand towels if you run out can be laundered, spot cleaning is allowed, shoes can be cleaned, ironing is allowed, and uh, brushing hats is allowed. Cutting hair and nails, cutting hair should not be done at all over chalamoid unless uh, someone needs to go to work. That's its own discussion. Nail cutting is more lenient. It depends if you did it Arab Yantiv. As long as you did it Arab Yantiv or before Yantiv in preparation for Yantiv, then you can do it on Yantiv. Otherwise, you can't. And cutting hair is only really refers to the head and the beard, but other parts of the body uh, are allowed to uh, be done over uh, over chalamite. Shopping it can only be done on chalamite if it's something that you need and will use on chalamite or on yantiv. Otherwise, you can't. You can't even order something in chalamite, even though it will arrive after yantiv. That order can't be made. If there is a special sale, which we can consider a dabra of it, there's a significant law, um, uh, gain in money that you're going to save money, you can buy that and likewise if it's hard to find or get you can also home repairs this is where we introduce the concept of if something does not require special skill as long as it's as long as you need it on Yantiv you can um, you can do it but if something does require a special skill even though you're not doing it even if a guy is doing it a non-Jew is doing it it can't be done unless it's a Dabra Abed and if it is a Dabra Abed if it's something which you're going to lose significant money or, or other things um, by not doing it, then you can do it even if you don't need a free answer. And one of the examples we gave was like, if you freeze your brakes and the food that you're going to lose isn't necessarily what you need for Yantiv, but it's simply you're going to lose a lot of money, that you can fix. It's a Dabra Avid. And a uh, car and so on and so forth, who answer heat, car, mechanic, changing a tire, minor repairs, uh, assembling something which is easy. So these are all dependent on this rule. Is it a Maisa Uman? Is it something which requires special skill, is it a Maisa Hedget, is it not, then it doesn't require special skill. If it, it's a Maisa Hedget, which doesn't require special skill, as long as you can use it on Yantav, it's allowed. If it requires special skill, then it has to be a Dabra Avid to be allowed. Buying and selling is something which should be avoided over Yantiv and Chalamayid. And uh, if that's your business, then consult with the Rav to work out the details when it's allowed and when it's not. Uh, returning an item should only be done if you're going to lose out because the 30-day policy will run out. Writing and painting and crafts, again, all depends if it's a Maisa Uman or not. 
If it's not a Maisa woman, if it's just a Maisa Hajj, it doesn't require any special skill. It can be done for pleasure. And it can also, you can also write if you need to do it so as not to forget uh, something important because that's the double of it. And typing on a computer is not considered writing at all. It's permitted in all cases. Okay, that sums it up. Let's ha- uh, wishing everybody a good night. And it's Hashem tomorrow night, same time, 8.30. I hope to be giving a shear on the halachas of Sirius Eimer for a few minutes and then to speak a little bit about the last days of Yantiv and Yitzhah Hashem. Have a good night.